Welcome to another edition of the War Room here on KOKC Radio. I'm your host, Sean Fry. This is the third crack at actually starting the show today. And I've got Parsons Volleyball coach Brooke Hopper with me, who's been waiting patiently for me to get my act together. So, get it together, Sean. We're, that's what that, just what the world tells me at this point. It's my motto, get it together. There we'll we see go. if it ever happens. You guys have gotten it together with Parsons Volleyball. You are in a three-way tie with her first place in the SEK League halfway through the league season. You've got you're you're in a three way tie with Chanute and Fort Scott. Before we talk about the path ahead, I'm going to ask you about how we kind of navigate the second half of the season. Halfway through, you guys are in first place. How has that evolved the psyche of this team, and how do you react to that? So I've seen a lot of mental toughness with my girls. I know um, in past times that we've talked, you know, that's always been a big thing for me is. Um, the girls' confidence and their mental toughness in how are we going to get to this place where they know that they will get the next point and they will win the ball game, And I'm starting to see glimpses of that in these past couple of weeks. Um, and it's a really great thing to see. Um, and it's a really great feeling to be at the top. You know, um, we are tied for, for first right now, and that's something that hasn't been done in a long time here. Um, so as well as that feeling great, it also brings on some new pressure, added pressure with that. Now we have a target on our back that we haven't had for the past, you know, however long. Um, and teams are coming in wanting to beat us. Right now we're the, one of the teams to beat. And um, it's a great feeling. But like I said, there's definitely some added pressure there. So making sure that we're continuing um, the things that got us to this point are going to be really crucial for these next few weeks. You say continue the things that got you to this point. What does that entail? Uh, that what does that actually look like? <clears throat> that looks like pushing the girls um, as hard as we possibly can in practice, um, setting up situations, really breaking down our stats and seeing what part of our game is not up to par with the rest of our game, um, making sure we're limiting our errors and things like that and emulating that in practice, but then making sure that it carries over to the competition. Um, and that's where that mental toughness comes into play quite a bit. Mm-hmm. So just to give listeners a breakdown, in a 17 league, you have a three-way tie for first place. Parsons, Chanute, and Fort Scott, all 5-1 and one in league play. I don't know how Chanute did at their home tournament, but uh, you guys were had, but uh, you guys were 15-8. and eight. Chanute was 13-7, and seven, and Fort Scott was 14-11 and 11 going into the weekend mm-hmm. uh, overall. So, I mean, you guys have very similar overall records. Fort Scott, the only one with double-digit losses there. They've played more matches. Uh, and they handled their business in league play. Independence is three and three in league play. Lebec County two and four. Pittsburgh one and five, with their only one coming against an zero and six Coffeyville team. I swear the league as a whole is the the floor is higher. Yes, and honestly, maybe the ceiling's a little lower this year, a little bit too. Not to insult anybody at the top, but I for one, and I say that for a couple reasons. One, I swear I think Independence is better than Chanute, even though they well, lost to all three of the teams at the top. I swear, they. I mean, they took Chanute to three. They took you guys to three. Am I correct with that in league mm-hmm. play? Mm-hmm. That home mat, that home yeah. win was a three set. Uh, I, I don't know how. I think they took Fort Scott to three, if I'm not mistaken. Not entirely sure. Uh, they are, t- Independence is a tough team to beat. They don't let up, they don't get terminated on often. Yeah, I mean, it, I don't know what, comparatively speaking, player for player, who's better them or Pittsburgh. Um, at this point, it doesn't really matter. I need to beat both teams yeah. <laughs> for us. Um, but I will tell you that I have been saying these last couple of weeks that I'm waiting on independence to come through and beat somebody that air quotes shouldn't 
they shouldn't beat. Oh, I, I, um, that was the point going, I was going to get to. Yeah, that, they're going to get they're yes. going to get one of you three on this yeah, second half. I, I agree. Think. I agree. And and I think Lebet County will do the same thing. I think Lebet County will. Yeah, get you one can't of you count three. them out at all. I don't think you can count anybody out this year. No. Um, and as far as like our ceiling, if whether it's higher or lower, I, um, you know, being in it, I have felt that the play in SEK has been down a little bit. But now I see the way that um, all of these teams were all competing against each other and we're having our best nights against the best teams. And so I don't know that our ceiling is necessarily lower. Um, obviously I would like to think that we're all getting better and moving in the right direction um, to catch up with the rest of the state. But I'm hoping that um, with this three-way tie and this battle that's about to happen, this second round, that bring the best that out of somebody. It is. It's going to be bring the best out of our SCK play. And I'm really excited to see that. So from, from a scouting report standpoint, I kind of want to discuss some of, you know, Fort Scott and Chanute a little bit. And let's start with Fort Scott because I think it's the team, it's the, it's the only team I've seen in person. I've seen them in person three times this year, so I'm fairly familiar with Fort Scott, and I haven't seen Chanute at all. So let's start with the team I actually know what I'm talking about with. Uh, Fort Scott, uh, you know, if you're talking, the, the team I probably knew the most about last year was Lebec County. They had Anna Dean, Great Will Setter, and Shelby Wilson. She's still there, but now Shelby Wilson has to do everything for Lebec County. But uh, Anna Dean also had complimentary players in Lauren Forbes and Carson Stewart that were able to take some of the burden off Anna. You couldn't just throw two or three on the block at Anna yeah. and not get beat because Lauren and Carson would go beat you. Fort Scott, to me, I think they have. Tied with the best outside hit, tied with the best frontline hitter in the league, and that is Kenzie Murphy in the middle. I think she's just as dangerous as Nia Hammond, and Nia Hammond's just as dangerous as Kenzie Murphy. I agree. Uh, they they rely on Kenzie Murphy a lot. She's definitely the best middle blocker in the league, uh, and I, I like what Fort Scott does. They don't they're, they're not overly complicated. When they get put under duress, get it to Kenzie. Yes. Get set her in the middle. Get it to her. And they're quick sets too. They're not high sets. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just a quick, almost like a almost like a dump. Just get it to her and boom. Yep. And she, they're that is what is that is how they turn the tide. When you guys face them, that is your one loss in league play was the Fort Scott, and yes. it was at home. You guys are going to play them Tuesday in Independence. I would say the winner of that match. I mean, it's mathematically true, but I would honestly say winner of that match. I'm picking to win the league in mm-hmm. the, at the end of the year. How do you? Yeah. You know, What's kind of your scout on them, your take on them? What's a, what's a strength, weakness? How do you kind of approach them? I mean, I think you know uh, the Murphy girl pretty well. She is absolutely their biggest threat. Um, they do have a couple of other players that um, play some good defense and really make sure they get that ball up to the front of the court close to the net for Murphy to hit. Um, so they work well in that sense. Um, there are So once Murphy gets off the front row, she serves, and then she's out for the back row. Um, and so that's where we're really going to have to hit hard and take advantage of that. Um, and start making our moves then. We're going to have to defend her um, to our best ability and then take advantage when she's not on the court. And that's how we're going to have to do it. Now, I'm not asking you to tip your cards or anything, but I always kind of have wondered the, 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 the gamesmanship of a volleyball coach, so to speak. Do you try and put your strongest rotations when Kenzie's off, or do you try to match strong rotation for strong rotation to, to mitigate any damage. How, I'm curious how you kind of, approach, what your thought process is on that. Yeah, that is, you know, it really depends on um, your own team. So right now I feel like we do have some um, some solid outside hitters. We have some good in middle hitters that are really coming into their aggressiveness. Um, so I think if we have everybody firing on all the cylinders, we're going to move forward as we typically do. Um, I'm pretty confident in our ability to put some balls down. Um, even around Murphy, and especially when she's in the back row. So 
we're going to stick to our game plan and just make sure that we take care of our side of the court. Mm -hmm. uh, and then let's look at Chanu. I, I have not seen Chanu live, so I can't speak too much on them. What I will say is they must, they are, they are at least record wise, they are night and day from a year ago. They were, I mean, they were just straight up not good last year, in my opinion. They were very young, very, very young. Mm -hmm. I, I respect the girls' Chanute program as a whole. And to me, historically, in the eight years that I've been here, which is since the fall of 2014, Labette County has had the best girls' athletic program in the league. Second place was Chanute. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, Chanute has a couple of girls' basketball league titles in there. They just won the softball league title this past mm -hmm. spring. So I knew those athletes were getting better and getting more yes. confident. I was like, okay, they're tr they're trending upwards. But for them to be sitting in first place right now, to me, I, I would have thought they'd be the independents at three and three, looking good. Maybe can beat somebody. What about Chanute that you've seen? You've beaten the Chanute team. What? Why have they taken such a leap forward this year? Um, I mean, honestly, I have to attribute that to coaching. Um, she, their coach is a good coach. She runs a good program. She's tough. She has high expectations. Not everybody always loves that or wants to step into that role, but I think she's found some players who are willing to do so, or so it seems from my side of the court. Um, they are, they're a good team and they don't make a lot of mistakes. And so um, they also see the floor really well on offense. So if there's holes on your side of the court, they're going to find those holes and they're going to put a ball there until you make the adjustment. And then they're going to find your next hole and they're going to pick it apart. So really making sure that we are covering the floor and covering our defense as best as we can and really moving our feet is going to be absolutely critical playing them. Uh, and then let's talk about independence. This is a 3-3 three and three team. You and I both agree they're, they're going to get somebody. They are, yes. They're going to get somebody. <laughs> How do you know... How do you, you know, it's always that pesky little team that you got to worry about on this back half. How do you ensure that? It, and this really is the same question that could be asked to you, Jory Murray at Chanu, and I am blanking on the Fort Scott coach's name right now. But, uh, you know, how do you ensure that you're going to show up just like you, how you have to show up against Chanute and Fort Scott? You got to show up like that against Independence. Absolutely. And are you guys show up like that against Labette County, too? Yes, absolutely. Um, we're, we're definitely going to have to show up to play Independence. This is not going to be a we walk on the court and win. Um, so keeping the girls where they understand that, um, but they're also playing with the intensity and the competitiveness and keeping our game clean. Uh, when we keep our game clean on our side of the court, we have a great defense that's really hard to get balls down. Um, as we saw that really well in the last couple of weeks um, in our league play, but just making sure that we're not getting sick of winning, right? Like we had, I feel like really had to help my girls learn what it felt like to win, to truly win. They were so used to losing. And so now that we've gotten there, now we've got to make sure that we're not getting used to winning. That is the best feeling in the world, but it also puts a target on you. It puts more pressure on you, but you have to keep make sure, you have to make sure that you keep moving forward with that. And we're going to have to be on our toes with independence for sure. Last thing I'll ask you before we go to break. Uh, this past week, you went to Altamont for, uh, it was a quad, I believe, that was there. Uh, yeah, Pittsburgh, Fort Scott, you guys in Lebec County were all there. Uh, you played uh, Pittsburgh and Lebec County, won both matches, and the headline of that was you guys beat Lebec County. Just the second time you've done so since 2011, first time since 2017. Mm -hmm. Th that had to be a psychological that you guys overcame a lot psychologically in that match, mainly yes. because I had somebody ask me that day, and I was she doesn't care. It was Bria Shivey. Bria Shivey, Jeff Shivey's wife, asked me that day, do you think Parsons wins this match? And I go, I don't think so. 
I, I just think it's something in their heads that they struggle with Labette County. Mm-hmm. We saw what happened in the start of the year where they, you guys just did not, I mean, you didn't look like you look like right now. No, we didn't. And, I mean, I, I watched that match. I was like, oh, my goodness. They could be the best team in the league, but and you guys are right now. It's just something about going into that building that they struggle with. It was hot that day. It, I, I, I argue to a degree conditions aren't a factor Unless they are, yeah, and they yeah. were a factor that day. It was very they definitely hot were gym. a factor for us that first game. Um, it you know it was over 100 degrees outside. I grew up playing in that gym, so I no air conditioning. Yeah, I knew what to expect. Um, unfortunately, I don't think the girls were quite ready you for that. You can't prepare for I mean, that. No, not in an air conditioned gym. You can't. We're practicing every day in an air conditioned gym. They're used to that every single day. And I am not saying that is the only factor that affected that game because it's not. We didn't. We did not play well. We de- definitely didn't play like we have been these last few weeks. Um, but we're moving forward and we're focusing on moving forward, not going backwards. Um, it Your was girls a, were so happy after that win on Tuesday. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And it was, it, I, that yeah. was the most belief I saw. And yeah. it was really that second set where you guys just, just put up, you know, put them away. Yeah. I mean, that was absolute joy. That was absolutely, um, hard work paying off and the girls feeling the result of that and their emotions. Um, you know, it was a great feeling for me. I re- respect coach Wilson so much and, the fact that we could go out there and, and pull off a win was a very big deal for me as well. Um, but mainly just to see that joy and that um, how proud the girls, the pride that they had in being a Lady Viking and knowing that they did the work to go out there. Nobody just handed them that win. We had to go out and fight every single point. I mean, even even when we were when it was 24 to 13 or 14 in my in my head, the game was not over yet. We still had to finish that last point and um we did it and they earned it and they earned that joy. And so that was, as a coach, that was a really great thing to see. Well, hey, Brooks, stick around with me. We're going to go to a quick break here on the war room. When we come back more, Brooke Hopper, Labette, uh, not Labette County, Labette County graduate, but the Parsons Vikings volleyball coach here on the war room on KLKC radio. I'm your host, Sean Fry. Don't go anywhere. And we're back here on the war room here on KLKC radio. I'm your host, Sean Fry, Parsons Vikings volleyball coach, Brooke Hopper, who is sitting in first place in the SEK League halfway through the league season uh, here on the War Room as my guest this week. Brooke, we got we to talk about the elephant in the room, <laughs> and that is that this is going to be your last season uh, yes. coaching Parsons Volleyball. You are This is your third or fourth year coaching. Fourth year as head coach, sixth fourth, year. Fourth year as head coach, and uh, this will be your final season largely because uh, you ha- your, your, your husband, Andy Hopper, who love to hate him. He's my insurance <laughs> rep, so whatever. Be nice. We're going to jack those rates up. <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. Uh, you know, you guys got a job opportunity up uh, near the Overland Park, Kansas City area. Uh, you guys are going to head up there at semester's end. And uh, and so volleyball job is going to be abdicated. This will be so, you know, the last hurrah is right now. I know you've worked very hard with this program. I know that was that had to be a hard decision that that you know, coaching this team, that was a variable that I'm sure was part of your conversations as a family. Absolutely. How, tell me about how you broke the news to the girls, how they reacted to it, and kind of what you're thinking about as you approach this back third of the season on what, will, on what is your last year. Um, you know, we, when I'm at home, it's easy for me to think about the process of us moving and, you know, the decision that we've made and all of that. And, um, but when I'm doing volleyball stuff, I just shove those feelings down because these girls have worked too hard for 
my emotion to get in the way of anything. So I want to make sure that I am on 100% on point for these girls. Anytime I'm doing anything with volleyball, it's not fair to them. They didn't ask me to be their coach. They didn't ask me to leave as being their coach. Um, And so I want to minimize that and make sure that I'm not affecting them um, or the way that we play or any of those other variables. Um, You know, I did tell them... um, I don't remember if it was last week or the week before. It all runs together sometimes. I think it was the week before. Um, and we, I just, I told him and let him know that the information was out. Here's what it is. I'm not leaving you before this season is over. We have the rest of this season to get through. And my fight's going to be even harder than it was um, if I was still going to be here. So, um, you know, we all respected that. And we moved on with our practice. And, um, you know, there's a lot of guilt there on my end. Um, I've always said that, I wasn't going to leave coaching Parsons until they made me leave. And here I am. But last year anyway, I'm just kidding. Oh, stop. Um, But, you know, at the end of the day, I think that they all just understand and respect that we're doing what's best for our family. We've put 10 years into this community and um, we've been very intertwined with the youth sports all the way up through high school. And, um, you know, with our son going to be in high school soon and our daughter is six and she's starting her events and activities. Um, it's really just a time for us to step back from everybody else's kids and focus on our own kids. And that's very, very hard for my husband and myself to do. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something that we know would be very difficult for us to do, especially in Parsons, because we love our community and our schools and all of these kids that we have had the privilege of getting to know. We love them so much that no can't be in our vocabulary with them because we're, we're too close to it. Um, so when this opportunity came forward, um, obviously there was a lot of discussion over a long period of time and we went back and forth and back and forth. And if there was one thing that was going to keep us here, it would be this volleyball team. I've said from the start that this is a special group of girls and I continue to stand by that. And I have no doubt they're going to continue being special, whether I'm here or someone else is here. Um, I'm just glad that I had the opportunity to be a part of that and that I truly feel like I'm leaving this program better than I found it. And that's what is extremely important to me. Uh, looking ahead at what this back throw to season is looking like, we talked about what the league schedule looks like and yes. the race to a league title. But regard, you know, in the grand scheme of things, you know, I'm going to say something that's not actually true, but a league title doesn't mean anything when it comes to postseason. Yes. Uh, your postseason, your your overall record is what determines your postseason seeding, all that good stuff. And right now, it hasn't been updated with the with your scores from Thursday. But uh, you know, right now, Keisha has you as the four seed in the East. I'm not. Does does volleyball work the exact same way as basketball? Where if you're a top four seed, you're going to host the sub state. Um, it has in the past with COVID. Things have kind of changed a little bit, so yeah. I haven't actually taken the time to look at what it's going to be this year because we are in the process of trying to win a league title. That's our first step. Mm-hmm. Um, Ironically, independence is third. They are the highest rank. They have the best record of any overall record of any league team right now, mm-hmm. which now granted Pittsburgh is not, I mean, Pittsburgh wouldn't be there anyway, but they, they're five A's and they're not factored into this, but uh, you've got three league teams right at three, four, five, which is Indy Parsons. And then Chanute uh, Fort Scott sitting at seven, and then Labette County sitting at nine. They would love to, you know, maybe move up to eight, seven, and, <laughs> and draw a seat. I mean, there, there are a couple wins off getting a seat that's a lot more favorable to them mm-hmm. and, and having a decent opportunity. Uh, you know, how, you, do, you know, you say winning a league title is first and foremost. You're, 
Do you have any matches that are not league play left on your schedule? We do. Um, we head to Galena and play Galena and Macaulay Catholic. We have an Eodache tournament the weekend before Substate. That always brings us some good competition. Um, you guys have done fairly well in that tournament the last few years. Yes, we have. Did you win it last year, if I'm not mistaken? No, we the year before we got second. Okay. Mm, that's what, what you're What did you do last year? Um, Surely you got out of bracket. Surely you got out of pool play or whatever. Yes. I'm thinking fourth. Mm-hmm. I'd have to look. So, but I mean, anyways, th- there's surely there's got to be somewhat of an emphasis of not only when, which they go hand in hand. You win yes. a league title, you're probably going to finish in the top four exactly. of the sub-state standings. But if you get an opportunity to host a sub-state, that's going to put you in one hell of a position to make a run to the state tournament. Mm-hmm. How realist, How much more realistic is that possibility becoming? And how? And as that possibility becomes more realistic, how much do, do you feel added weight to and added pressure uh, in that locker room. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime you start winning significantly more games than you have in the past, there's always added pressure. Um, what I'm going to try to do is make sure that my girls know how to handle that added pressure, um, make sure that I'm handling it the way that I, they want to handle it. I've always been in a lead by example, and so I've got to check myself first and my emotion under the pressure and then make sure that the girls are doing the same. Um, so like you said, you know, if we keep winning in league, that's going to add to our wins for substate. And so that's going to carry over for us. Um, and that's why I made that comment. We're going to focus on a league title first. Plus, you know, we haven't won a league title in 20 years. So that'd be a really great way um, to move us into a great position mm-hmm. for substate as well. Uh, lo- you know, we, we, back to almost a league title conversation, but man, huge date on Tuesday. You're at yes. Independence to play Indy and Fort Scott in a try, both league matches. I mean, you're you're talking about it, it, a, a lot can be not necessarily nothing's decided till the end. Mm-hmm. You never know if if a Pittsburgh's going to go beat a Fort Scott out of nowhere. But I mean, a lot can be decided one way or the other. You come out of there one and one. You can still win a title. You might need a little bit of help. Yes. You beat for you. You come out of there two and zero, oh, and all of a sudden you have margin of error. Yes. You have. I mean, you can. You don't have to be perfect down mm-hmm. the stretch. Uh, if you come out of there 0 and 2, you're going to need a lot. I mean, everything you did in the ha- first half of the league season, all of a sudden you need a lot of help. Yes. How do you, you know, that, that's a lot of pressure on what is essentially going to be like three hours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, it's a lot. How do you, I, how, how do you manage that? How do you uh, em- embrace that and and ensure that you're going to get the best result out of? what is going to be a very high-profile night, especially because your first match is going to be against Fort Scott. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, regardless of the emotions, win or loss coming out of that, you're going to have to turn right around and play an independence team that has the better overall record than any of you. And mm-hmm. we we all collectively agree is a much better team than their 3-3 three and three league record shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tuesday is a huge date for us. Um, I'd be lying if I said there was much else I've been thinking about all weekend besides this play date coming up on Tuesday. Um, but like I said, just making sure that I am personally ready for that to handle my emotions. Um, I'm a very, <laughs> I'm very intense and I'm very competitive and I work better under pressure. However, that's me. That's not my girls. My girls are not the same exact as me. And so taking um, how I work best, but then also taking into consideration um, that I don't want to be too intense and shut them down or, you know, do anything with negative towards their confidence or anything like that. That's where you've got to find as the coach that um, middle ground and that balance. And a lot of that comes, we work through that a lot of ways by just having that open conversation with the girls. Like, Hey, this look, this is what's on the table for us. 
are we hungry enough to do what it takes every single day when we come into practice to move forward with this? Because now they know that they can do it. And now it's just a matter of, will you do it? So will you come in on Monday and take in all of this information that I'm giving you and um, go as hard as you can so that when you come out on Tuesday and you go as hard as you can in a game, those mistakes were made in practice and we got all of those ironed out and we're ready to go for Tuesday. Did the week do you think the weekend off helped? Because I mean a lot of about half the league played at some sort of tournament over the weekend and you yeah. guys got the weekend off. You did have to play Thursday. You went to Southeast where you took a loss to front neck, mm-hmm. beat Southeast. But uh did the weekend off help or hurt, do you think? No, I think it helped us. Um we were in need of a weekend off. Um we you know, when we played on Thursday, it just felt like we really couldn't get that energy. Uh, going. We couldn't really get any momentum going. We really just played flat all night long, even against Southeast. Um, you know, we beat Frontenac previously, which is, was great, but we knew that was going to be an extremely difficult game for us. They have some hard hitters. They're very well coached. Um, and they've been a consistent program for as long as I've ever played them through my entire life. So um, we knew what that was going to be coming into that. Um, and we really struggled to get our energy and our momentum going. And so um, I actually gave the girls practice off on Friday, um, headed into the weekend and we all took a weekend of rest and we celebrated our football team and, um, hopefully everybody's ready to, to come back out tomorrow and get back to work because we got a lot of work to do. Brooke, thank you for coming on the show. You're always a welcome guest. When you, when the season finally ends, I want to try and get you on one more time before you leave. Okay. I, I've always wanted to have what I would call an exit interview on the show okay. where, Nothing's off the table, or, yeah. and we just we we just sit here and 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 I lose my radio show because too many people are mad at the end of it. But uh, Brooke, thank you for coming on. Going to be a very exciting week of volleyball. It is. Uh, you know, right now Parsons Volleyball is selling some papers, so I appreciate you for that. <laughs> we got you, Sean. <laughs> uh, that'll do it here on the War Room. I'm your host, Sean Fry. Everybody, stay safe and God bless.